as we as we go from from sort of you know one one portion of the service to the next, uh, I want to take some time as as a congregation to pray um, over the conflict in Israel and Gaza. It was it maybe would have been. Uh, you know, most most timely to have done so last week, um, but at least for my own just sense of being able to lead this well, um, I felt like I needed a little bit more time to make sure that I understood uh, to the to the best that I could exactly what the the situation and historical context is for the conflict that is currently. Uh, happening over in Israel and Gaza. Um, I also thought it would be good just a little more time to be uh, sure that the right information was was coming out about uh, exactly what was taking place and, and whatnot. And so we, we waited, um, and we're going to do that this morning. But I also have a couple just encouragements kind of pastorally for us as a congregation even before we move into praying. Um, the first of those is that as followers of, of Jesus, um, it is both uh, right and good for us to call evil that which is evil. Um, and that is regardless of who the perpetrator of said evil is or who the, the perpetrator of said injustice is. And so... The, the conflict that exists in Israel and Gaza is something that has played itself out in multiple iterations over decades at this point. And there have been acts of injustice and evil uh, flowing two directions over the course of that time. And it is appropriate for us to call things that are unjust or evil what they are. And so in this particular moment, it is, it is right and good for us to call the acts of Hamas the evil that they are. It is also good for us to keep in mind that in any conflict uh, of this kind of nature, there are people, certainly Israeli people and Palestinian people, who do not agree with that which has been done either by their government in the is- Israeli case or by Hamas in the Palestinian case. And so to sort of sweep all Palestinian people under the umbrella of Hamas is not fair or right. To sweep all Israeli people under the umbrella of their government is not fair or right. The other thing that's important to keep in mind is that in any situation like this, we are dealing with uh, human beings made in the image of God. That is the case of Israeli civilians and innocent people who uh, are being killed. That is the case for uh, Palestinian citizens, who uh, individuals who live there in Gaza, who are finding themselves in the crossfire of what is taking place. And as difficult as it is for us to keep in mind, it is also the case for members of Hamas. And because all of those entities are human beings made in the image of God. It means that they are all redeemable. And so even as we speak out against actions of evil or we call evil that which is evil, we do not lose sight of the fact that even the perpetrators of said evil are redeemable. 
They can, they can be transformed by the power and the grace of God. And so as we enter into pray, um, and, and as maybe, even as we do that going forward as individuals, uh, my heart is that we are able to pray for the miraculous, transforming, peace-bringing power and presence of God in the entire situation for all of the parties involved. And so if you would join me in praying in that direction. God, there are times when we look at the brokenness and the evil that exists in the world around us and our hearts don't even know uh, what to say or where to go. We don't, we don't even know like what petitions we should bring before you. God, the heaviness of what we witness in Israel and in Gaza, the heaviness of what we have witnessed over time in Russia and Ukraine, the heaviness of what we witness as human nature in its worst form rears its head in, in war the world over. God, we just grieve. We pray that your peace would be present and tangible, that your comfort and your grace would be present and tangible to those who have suffered sudden, unthinkable loss. Whether that be of family members, friends, or loved ones, whether it be of homes and cities or ways of life, God, would you comfort those who are experiencing that loss? God, we pray for the miraculous de-escalation of hostilities. Certainly in this, this particular moment with the particular expressions of, of violence that are playing themselves out, but we also pray for the miraculous de-escalation of hostilities that have existed for decades in this region of the world. God, would reason prevail over a desire for retaliation or revenge? God, we pray that you would give wisdom to leaders. God, both within the Israeli government, but also world leaders who are seeking to, to enter into whether it be the conflict itself or the peacemaking process. God, would you give miraculous peacemaking efforts. God, that not only bring a, a stop to the hostility as it exists currently, but also that are able to, to look and work backward at a generation's worth of conflict and tension and hostility. God, would you bring peace to that? God, we pray for Israeli and Palestinian civilians who are caught in the middle of what's happening. God, we pray for Israeli and Palestinian peoples all over the world, here in the United States, here in our own area, who are watching what is happening with an unthinkable sense of grief. God, would you comfort them? Would you protect those who are in Gaza and in Israel, Lord, as they flee that area? Would they find refuge in, in places where 
they can find some semblance of safety in the days ahead. God, we pray for the church in Israel and in Gaza. God, would bodies of believers in that place shine into the chaos of that conflict into the fog of the war that's taking place over there with just beautiful pictures of the kingdom of God. God, would the message of the gospel go forth? Would it transform Israeli lives, Palestinian lives? Would it transform the lives of of members of Hamas? God, would the gospel bring grace mercy and peace, a restoration of of goodness and kindness in that area. And God, we recognize that those are no small, those would be no small realities to bring into that situation. But we also acknowledge that the gospel is powerful, transformative. That when it looks like no hope exists in a situation, as followers of Jesus, we know that there's always hope in the gospel. Would you use the church? Would you use followers of Jesus to shine the light of that hope and the beauty of the gospel, even in the most broken and dark of situations? Would you do that for the good of your purposes, God? for your glory, for the good of your people and your creation in Israel and in Palestine and in Gaza. God, would you do so for the good of your people the world over? We pray in Jesus' name, amen.